welcome back to our show. Welcome back, everybody. This is Twanda. And this is Rumel. Hey, Rumel. Hey, girl. Hey, how you doing? I'm doing pretty great. I'm really excited about our guest today. Me too. You know I am. Yeah, I mean... Ramel always brings in all of the most of the guests, like, and they're always from what's the name of that university? Damn you, <laughs> Florida <laughs> AM. Yeah, okay, that university. one, that one, that one right? Uh, yeah, uh, yeah. Oh, thanks. I'm glad I gave you that opportunity. So, you know it. it it pleases me to bring on our guest for today, uh, who is from UNC Chapel Hill. Woo! So I'm so excited. Look, you can, if you can see us, we're over <laughs> here dancing like, yay. So we brought in my friend for our episode today on domestic violence awareness because October is Domestic Violence Awareness Month. Let me tell you a little bit about my friend, India. India Williams is a native of Southeast Raleigh and the mother of three incredible children, Kayla, Leah, and Noah, former teacher turned IT superstar. India takes pride in being an active leader in her community, always seizing opportunities to engage, give back, and pay forward all the love, wisdom, and kindness that has been poured into her over the years. India currently serves on a board of directors of Loaves and Fishes Ministry Incorporated and Seasons Village, both nonprofit organizations based in Raleigh, North Carolina. She also serves as a co-leader for Girl Scouts Troop 2310, as well as Give Back Champion for the Wake 16 area. Y'all, she busy. Mm -hmm. She enjoys traveling and taking on outdoor adventures. I've been seeing her on a bike on Facebook lately. Mm -hmm. Oh, right now. As well as performing in community theater, which is where I usually see her all the time. She's singing and acting on stage. As a thriving survivor of domestic abuse, India hopes that sharing her story, The Joys and the Pains, will help not only bring awareness to the issue of domestic violence in all its ugly forms, but also to inspire the community in understanding how they can support and empower women and girls to be free. Welcome, India. Welcome, India. Thank you. Thank you, ladies. Oh, my goodness. It is such a wonderful treat to be a part of your podcast. I've been watching and listening and and waiting for the opportunity to be a part of this wonderful <laughs> I didn't know podcast. that. She laid in wait. All right. I've been like, well, we'll come back for another episode. <laughs> no, no. But thank um, you so, so much for this opportunity to, you know, just bring awareness, as you said, mm -hmm. and, you know, just to share, because I do believe that the story has to be shared. Well, awesome. awesome. I would say, um, why don't we jump in? Yeah, I mean, we're just going to dive into this story because it's, I want to hear it and I want to get all of it in. So, <laughs> so as much as we can, we're going to go for it. I had a quick question. It's not even on our list. I just, I'm curious how long, don't shake your head. <laughs> we have a plan and an outline, Ramel. And I'm going right off. And jump. the first thing she says is, I'm throwing out the plan. Script from the top. <laughs> I'm top. Sorry. Forgot to add, we forgot to ask it, but I was curious, how long were you with your ex-husband sure. altogether? Altogether, it was about seven years. Yes. Okay. 
And only a year and a half of that was while we were married. So the majority uh-huh. of it was as dating partners, okay. um, which I think is is important to understand is that many of those signs, we, if we're watching, we will see them during the dating period. Um, and it's very important to recognize those signs then. I mean, you can always escape even after you're married. So it's not as if, you know, but it's just a lot more difficult. Sure. It's so much more difficult to you know, just sort of um, get out of that situation. Well, walk us back. Like what, when you first um, met your husband, your your soon-to-be husband and then Mm ex-husband, what like attracted you to him? I mean, like what, when when you first met, like what was that like? It was that Southern charm. He was pretty quiet and I'm just the opposite. And so it was intriguing (laughs) to me, to be honest, that this, person was so subdued and and you know quiet but he was a country boy oh my mm-hmm. goodness he was a country boy you know wasn't afraid to get dirt under his nails you know a hard worker um and I admired that I admired his his work ethic his business ethic he was an entrepreneur mm-hmm. and so there were just several qualities in him that I admired when it came to that you so, know and so, so go ahead, go ahead. yeah so so wait you are from Raleigh right I am from Raleigh, but I, kind I do of, have roots in eastern North Carolina, New Bern, Pollocksville. Okay, <laughs> yeah, no, I was yeah. about to say, okay, so you were not taking this as a perspective that I'm from the North and I like Southern Charm. You're from the South, yeah. and that's what you were drawn to, more Absolutely. of that. Okay, got it, yeah. got it. I was just wanted to because one time you, I heard you say something in your accent, you, you said it with an accent, and I didn't know if you were were playing or if you have an accent from somewhere we ain't talked about yet i was like oh maybe you're from somewhere else okay no i can turn it on and turn it off yeah i know you're an actress so i i I, that's why i had to ask so were there you you alluded to it so can you tell me what the red flags were in your relationship your dating relationship yeah yeah so um You know, in the beginning, there was not physical violence, but I did witness him um, in acts of physical violence, not towards me, but towards others. You know, just not the ability to be in control of his emotions. But that is the point in which instead of walking away, I was drawn in even closer because I said, oh, wow, you know, he's got some problems and and maybe I can help him fix it. Maybe, you know, no one has been patient enough with him to see him through his challenges and, you know, and then I, I met his, his family and, you know, there was a certain dynamic between his mother and father. And it kind of made me think this is where he gets it from. So it's not his fault. It's not his fault that he doesn't know how to respect women. He gets it from his father. So, you know, it's not like it's just him. It's that's all he's known. So let me introduce him to some other things and expand his horizon and and maybe he'll change so that was kind of me being hopeful and be trying to be the fixer and the problem solver which is kind of my nature oh wait now that's your nature mm-hmm. is that like you feel like you were just born with that do you feel like you saw that and other relationships as you were growing up like what causes you to because i looked at your list of all the you're a giving person you like you want to help yeah. you're yeah. On, on top of all the things like you have three kids very active kids i've seen them on stage too y'all anyway three <laughs> very active children you're active you're on all these boards and i feel like you've probably been that type of person all your um all your life so you you just you're born like that yes you know i i believe 
for the most part, it's always been positive. But there are some times when I have to catch myself and and pull back. And of course, with with experience comes wisdom. And so that's been several years ago now. And I'm I'm a lot wiser in in where I choose to spend my energy. But at that time, I was spending my energy trying to fix this man who I couldn't fix. Well, yeah. What did it look like for you in terms of when the abuse started? I'm sure it there was some evolution to it, but I would love to hear what the first uh, yes. I don't, onset yes. of abuse, right. you know, towards when you, start, you towards you, you yeah. because you towards know you, you saw it towards other people. But when did it happen for it towards you? Yeah. Well, so yes, um, th- what happens is, you know, there's there's cycles of abuse, and then there's different levels of abuse, and you know, mm-hmm. you, you can look do all the research and and kind of. Um, understand the power wheel and the, the power and control wheel that is understand it because some people think when they hear domestic violence they just they 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 visualize punching and kicking and mm-hmm. and fighting mm-hmm. and to be honest a, a lot of it starts with psychological abuse or right. emotional abuse isolation intimidation you know so those were the things that I was experiencing early on he did not put my hands on me early on in the relationship, I think he was really breaking me down mentally because most people know me as a strong individual, strong-willed, mm-hmm. highly opinionated, <laughs> not afraid to let you know what's up. And he saw that in me as well. And I think he took it as a challenge to kind of break it down because mm-hmm. that was the only way in which he would be able to fully take control. And so that was the beginning of the process the put downs, Mm. the, the, um, you know, minimizing, Mm -hmm. um, the, you know, threats. Mm -hmm. What do you mean by threat? Yeah. So there was a time in which I didn't have, not have driver's license. Um, Mm -hmm. I did some very irresponsible things when I was younger, not paying tickets, which would lead to driver's license getting revoked, (laughs) Yeah, you know, and just foolishness, um, just really not being responsible. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I would still have to drive. And so t- sometimes I would get out there and drive and he would do things like, if you leave, I'm going to call the police and let them know you're driving without a license, nice. you know? And so mm-hmm. then I'm trapped so that I, I can't leave because I don't want to go to jail. Right. And I know he'll call the cops and, and, you know, report it. Or, you know, it's just the fear of being under his, you know, under his control if I didn't do this or if I didn't do that. So, you know, there was a lot of that. There was a lot mm-hmm. of probably empty threats but I didn't know there were empty threats, you know, right. <laughs> you make a threat. Um, I, you know, a lot of times he was unpredictable and I wouldn't know if he was going to follow through or not. So, you know, there, there was just a lot of that. There was sexual intimidation, you know, making mm. me feel like if, if I left him, no one else would want me also making me feel obligated to, you know, to be intimate with him, even if I didn't desire, or even if I felt like he hadn't been faithful and that was, you know, not something that I wanted to to be a part of. You know, the the intimidation was there. He he would even go biblical on me. <laughs> mm-hmm. And that was especially oh. after we got married. Like, that's your duty. And so you have to, no matter what wow. I do. Like, if I leave home for four or five days and don't come back, when I come back and I say I want it, you better give it. And here oh, I am wow. like. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. we're going to talk about it. We're going to have to talk oh, about yeah. that. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Wow. It's so so there's there's several components to it. And that's kind of why I said all its ugly forms, because there's many forms 
of domestic violence. And people need to really wrap their minds around um, the other forms, because that's Mm -hmm. usually when you can catch it. Um, when it's in those beginning stages or some of those lesser, um, less physical uh, actions. Well, you mentioned like that you're a strong person, you're outgoing, you're all these people. So your family, your friends, they know that India. Mm -hmm. So I'm curious, like, did they see a change in you? Did they see, were they aware of the abuse? You know what? That's something that I've contemplated for many years, uh, wondering, was there someone who just didn't say anything? They saw it, but didn't say it because there was no one. There was no one who said, pulled me to the side and said, you should not be with him. Mm. He's not good for you. Or I see this, 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 and this happening. Mm -hmm. So, and, and I'm not blaming anyone for not speaking up because I understand the reasons why people don't speak up. So let me be clear about that. And I also think that he was such a charmer mm-hmm. that's, that's, you know, that he had all of my family. They, they loved him, to be honest. Mm-hmm. And there may be a few who today will say, well, I don't know. But at the time, they weren't saying anything. <laughs> but right. um, and this is before some of the episodes became public, because, you know, I, at, at a certain point I had to share because the law enforcement was involved and all of that. But in the early stages. He would wow them. You know, we would go places and he would pay for everyone's meal. And, you know, if you were somewhere and he were carrying a bag, he would go grab your bag for you. So he was the, when I say uh, Southern gentleman, okay. he, he mm. knew, you know, what impressed people. And so yeah. he knew he needed to win them over. If his goal was to, you know, isolate me, he needed to, yeah. he needed to make them feel that I was safe with him, even if I mm-hmm. wasn't communicating with them or hanging out with them a lot that, Oh, she just with her husband, you know, he, he fine, well, she fine, you know, so that's kind of, yeah. It helps to create a narrative where they won't believe you. Yes. Right. That part. They, right. Yeah. <laughs> it's because all they see is this, that Southern gentleman, the guy mm-hmm. who always does these things. And so if you go to somebody else, they'll go like, yeah. girl, what are you talking about? I mean, it's a conflict. They don't have anywhere to put that. Yeah. That's exactly what happened. You know, mm-hmm. that almost down to the, the, the verbatim, <laughs> what you just spoke. Okay. When I expressed an incident that happened from a pretty good friend, pretty close friend, the response mm-hmm. was, are you, are you sure? Or I think more so the response was, well, what happened? Like, what did you do? Oh, yeah. So so in order to make this man behave in that ugly way, there must have been something that you did push him to that. And that's, you know, and like I said, a lot of times we're just ignorant to what those words could mean, really, Mm -hmm. because it's victim blaming. And a lot of, you know, we we didn't know what the word was called back then. We didn't know it was a such thing as victim blaming. but That's exactly what it is. So. You know, and that's why I really want to educate, not just um, not just educate for awareness, but just kind of those things, those do's and don'ts. Like, don't say that. Don't say that to people, (laughs) you know, Um, because, yeah, that's that's um, not helpful at all. So nobody I I want to think I want to think that if my best friend was going through some type of abuse that I would be able to see it. Mm-hmm. And that I would be able to look at it from her perspective. And if she says it's abusive, 
I'd like to think that I'd say, yeah, girl, what we going to do? Let's, you know, as opposed to, I mean, I would like to think that, but you had good friends and I'm not going to say that they didn't do the best that they knew how to do. Mm -hmm. It's just, they, you know, just being aware that sometimes abusers are charismatic. And they look good, smell good, act good, you know, like they do all the, like, so just having to, um, just to, to be aware of what this looks like and that it won't ever, it, you know, we're not in somebody's house. We don't know what it looks like, but, uh, yeah. so, okay. So nobody told you, could you, uh, nobody helped give you insight, not even none of his family members or something no, were like, as a matter girl, of fact, are you sure about uh, this? He has has had had already kind of gotten them uh psychologically in check oh okay no 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 one challenged him ever okay right. and okay. and i and i recognized that early on um because when he would have his you know bouts of you know he would he make you know cuss someone out or you know just be belligerent and no one checked him. There was no, you know, you usually you might have that uncle who'll be like, hey, 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 you right, know, or, right. Or, yeah. I was expecting that. Or Big Mama who, who yeah, who'll be like, not in my house. There right. was no one like that. Mm. And he had he kind of had a financial hold over them. You oh, know, that to helps. a degree that mm-hmm. you know, if he if I'm paying your bills, you you, you don't you, say nothing. Just, yeah, it's control. Uh-huh. Yeah, okay, mm-hmm. got yeah. it. Yeah. So I have another question then. That what yeah. would have been effective? You didn't have this. So maybe I don't even know if you know the answer to this, but what would have been effective for someone to have said or have done for you to help you not take the next step, which was to get married, help you get out of that relationship? I don't even know if you have an answer for that, but Mm -hmm. put it out there. Yeah. So I think for me, the bottom line, and it sounds so simple, but it's, it's, it's complicated. The, I think the bottom line for me for, for choosing to get married to a person that I already knew was abusive, that I already knew it probably would turn into something uglier than it had already been, it was financial. He had all the money. He had gotten me to a point where he, he convinced me that it was smarter to stay at home with the kids because, you know, sending them to get daycare and having me work was not a financially smart move. He had his own business, which was very lucrative. So it made sense. I was like, okay, you know, let's, let's, you know, I'll stay home and nurture the kids. And although everything inside of me (laughs) felt Mm -hmm. like that was not the best choice, you know, outside of the fact that I just felt like I had a lot to offer and why, why shouldn't I be out here building my career and being a nurturing mother? I can do both. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um, But he convinced me that that's, that's where my focus should be. All the while, he was really just making me financially dependent upon right, him. Right. And so at the time, the thought of raising two babies at the time, hadn't had my son yet, alone, with no job, no lucrative, no uh, opportunity to make any money because I'm responsible for two babies. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. it just seems so daunting to me. Like, yeah, oh, that's true. Okay. If, I, if I, you know, so when he proposed and, you know, he, now, let me just tell you, he didn't just say, hey, we get married. Oh, he came with it. He came with the whole, you know, uh, dramatic, beautiful proposal. And so it wasn't as if he was just an ogre all day, every day. He was mm-hmm. very, he had very loving traits and characteristics and he knew what to say and do. You know, he he would always bring religion into it. And, you know, so he he had his... He had his, his um, A-game. ways. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. He brought his A game because, yeah, 
I accept it, <laughs> you know. Did you give any premarital counseling? We did. We did, did. premarital okay. counseling. And of course, you know, the counselors don't know what you don't tell them, right? That's so right. If we're not mm-hmm. sitting in counseling and I'm not saying, hey, so there have been some abusive episodes. What should we do? <laughs> you know, uh, who would bring that up? They and, don't. And yeah. get, no one, right? So um, I honestly feel like if, if I had to give advice to someone, I'd say uh, seek individual premarital counseling as well as, you know, mm-hmm. couple premarital counseling, because that way you can divulge things that you wouldn't necessarily feel comfortable with around that person. And perhaps if I had had that individual mm-hmm. counseling, I would have said, hey, you know, there have been some red flags. You know, I'm scared. And the uh, properly trained counselor would, would then be able to direct me to some better choices. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I, I would definitely encourage that for anyone. Yeah. I think that is a really great that idea. That was a good tip right there. That mm. is a great idea because yeah. um I think everybody whether they're in a abusive relationship or not really needs to have that time by themselves. Yes. And together during the counseling. I never did marriage counseling. I could have dealt yeah. done it, but I think that it would have been good. Yeah. I'm curious. Do you think that <laughs> Okay, I'm going off script, Honda. Oh my um, gosh. I'm you? doing it. I'm going. Um <laughs> do you think he was love bombing you when it throughout your um marriage? Like absolutely. was he going through cycles and wait, can yeah, we talk absolutely. about what love bombing is again? Oh, love yeah. bombing. All the gifts. Um it, it it and it would usually follow the episodes yep. where there was um some type of abuse. And so yeah. it was the apologetic. You know, uh, I'm so sorry. I'll never do that again. Um, And here's how mm -hmm. here's how I can show you that. So the expensive gifts, Mm -hmm. the flowers, Mm. the trips, the you know, and because he had it, he had the money to do it and he did it well. Okay. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I I know what love bombing is again. Okay, thank you for for doing it. And if I didn't if if I didn't do it correctly, you can certainly Ramel, you can um certainly add to that but I believe no 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 okay. I I just was listening to your story and it was reminding me of um, an episode that we did on nars- uh, narcissists yes and um and a so lot. I just a lot, a lot. yeah it, it sounds lot. It, it sounds extraordinary and I would describe same. him as a narcissist I would absolutely describe him as you that. just did okay. actually yeah. yeah 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 you really did <laughs> you, you yeah. just did actually yeah so, yeah so I don't I don't want us to necessarily go off into narcissism but mm-hmm. um it just was like whoa it was just slapping me in my yeah, face no, so. it was it was screaming it I was like man yeah. this yeah. sounds exactly like what we learned about narcissists in that episode yeah so I want to move us forward to once you did get married did the abuse subside any after marriage? It got worse. Mm. <laughs> like, did it get get better before it got worse, or it just like it, bang there was a honeymoon, honeymoon period? Okay, there was okay. a there was a very brief honeymoon period, but but remember the love bombing is there's a cycle. So, um, you know, even the smallest offenses, he would come back with, "I'm so sorry," and you know. And so here I am like, oh, he's growing. He's learning. He's learning. He didn't do that thing again. He did something else, but it wasn't that same thing he did again. So, you know, he kind of right. He didn't do it again, but he did something else, which is also on that power wheel (laughs) of control. So, um, yeah, uh, it got worse. And, you know, we had we had our third child after, you know, we got married and, there was so much stress and so I was actually worried about 
my unborn child when I was carrying him because that's how intense the mm-hmm. pressure was and and the you know I was crying every day and not just because it was pregnancy hormones it was just like I can't believe I did this I'm married to this man and I gotta be dealing with this for the rest of my life what did I do yeah and guess what after we got married of course you know people see husband and wife it's like that's husband and wife business we don't get in that oh, oh man mm, oh. yes or just pray about it girl because oh. God you know God's got that. So I began sharing. I began sharing. Okay, a lot wait. Of times what we do. Okay. No, no. Because I, I want to. You said I began sharing. I'm like, I how did. you want to share? And mm-hmm. and people just say, oh, God will take care of it. Like, what made mm-hmm. you share? Because that's different. You hadn't shared before. What made you share? I think probably fear. You know, fear of you know. Now I have two children, one on the way, mm-hmm. and what if something happens to me? Got it. Um, and I haven't told anybody. Okay. You know, I haven't told anybody. Any, you did it any for the kids. Stuff. You did it for Absolutely. the kids. Yes. Wow. Yep. Mm-hmm. And um, so as I began to share, and I, I you know, I, I wasn't very, I, I didn't share everything, but I shared some things. Mm-hmm. And again, the response was more like, you know, all oh, marriages go through stuff, girl. Just hold on, stay in there, you know, hang in there. And that, unfortunately, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm going to go to the black church. Go for because it. That's, because I can, because I grew up in the black church, mm-hmm. you know, uh, and I know that we are trained to believe that what happens in someone's household, that's their business. Mm-hmm. And we don't get, we don't get entangled in somebody else's marital issues. And you, you let that man and that wife do what they do and leave them alone. Just pray for them from afar. And that's what you do. The Lord will take care of that over there. Mm. yeah that's mm. that's not okay and mm-hmm. again no blaming i Let's understand say. why we do what we do because we do what we learn and we, we pass it down from one generation to yeah. the next we need to do Stay better out of grown people business you know yeah, that we sort do. of thing we gotta do better we yeah. gotta yeah. do better because that 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 hurts and mm-hmm. it makes me always want to go back and say i want to blame other people for not being better but i understand like you do (laughs) why they aren't and then i make and i have to go back and look at my own experiences and have i ever overlooked somebody's cry for help Mm -hmm. because i said i just pray for him or i didn't want to believe you know like i overlooked this it's just something i think about yeah yeah sometimes it's very subtle not all the time will someone come up to you and say my husband's being abusive (laughs) you know right probably not gonna get that but um you may get some other uh, some other things that are shared with you that you can d- decide for yourself. Does that sound like something that's on this power uh, wheel of power and control? And I, I just think everybody should be familiar with the power, um, the wheel of power and control. I heard because, you mentioned it once before, and I was uh-huh. like, "What is that?" The yeah, wheel. Is, um, I'm gonna write know, that people, down. We'll say that yes, again. The the uh, power the wheel? wheel of power and control. The wheel of power and control. And I learned about it when I went through counseling with Interact. They shared it with us. You know, it was a class of domestic violence victims that we were going to have, you know, group therapy and Mm -hmm. talk sessions. And, you know, I I really credit Interact for a lot of my healing Mm -hmm. and a lot of my learning. Mm. But yeah, you can Google it, the the wheel of power and control. And if people can look at that wheel and study it and just kind of like, okay, if I see or hear things that sound or look like this, 
that's domestic violence. Mm-hmm. And that's an opportunity to intervene. Now, the, the, the methods in which you intervene, that you have to be, you know, tactful and, 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 and figure out. And sometimes it's not you that mm-hmm. that's the one that, that needs to intervene. Maybe you need to make someone else aware and, you know, someone that's closer to the person or what have right. you. Um, right. But but there there has to be intervention in order for, you know, and, and sometimes it's, you know, um, just a gentle, just a gentle reminder to the mm-hmm. to the individual that I support you and I'm here for you. Mm-hmm. Because the other thing is that it takes a woman, I believe the last time I checked, seven times to mm-hmm. leave before that. they actually leave. And mm-hmm. I'm a witness to that because I didn't just stay with that man the whole time. We made up and broke up and made up and broke up so many times I just lost count. I don't know how close it was to the seven that it was the final number for me, but it was pretty close. It may have been even more. Mm-hmm. So it's good to know that it may not be the first time that they leave, that they'll stay gone. It may ha- it may take seven of those. And mm-hmm. one thing about that is having friends and family who have your back, even through the going back and forth, because some of my family mm-hmm. got frustrated with me. Of course. Yeah. Right. You know, it's like, girl, you uh, you said he was doing X, Y, Z and you went back to him. Are you yeah. kidding me? Yeah. You know, even I helped you pay your bills. And you gonna go back to him? Right. Yeah. What? what? Right. And so I I can understand the frustration. You I'm couldn't understand in the too. time though. Right. I understand it then. It was right. just like, but you know, like I said, with age comes wisdom, and ex, you know, with experience comes wisdom. So mm-hmm. I understand looking at it now how uh, a family or friend that's helping you, um, and you're still going back. How how mm-hmm. that could be completely frustrating for them, and they just want to throw their hands up and walk away. And I did have that happen. Mm-hmm. I did have that happen. It's just like, I can't deal with you. I'm going over here. I'm not talking to you no more. You right. figured out. So right. the isolation now is even more intensified yes. because yes. now I feel like I've caused the isolation because people aren't talking to me because I keep going back to him because, right. it, it, you know, they know that he's he's horrible, but I keep going back at this point. Now they know, he's, you know what he's doing and mm-hmm. I keep going back. Now, I just I'm not clear, too, is that I don't want to make it sound like one form of abuse is worse than the other but at this point was he physically harming you as well as emotionally and financially yes so the physical violence there was components of it before we got married okay and that you know he would do things like hold pin me down now he wasn't boxing me in the face and a lot of people think oh if you're not getting punched you know then no but he would pin me down like mm-hmm. hold all of his weight on me so I couldn't leave. Like if I was upset and I was trying to leave, you know, he would pin me down. Um, he would, he would, he would do the choke, you know? Mm. Um, yeah. He, um, he would, he would try to try to choke me and, and, you know, just about when you feel like you're about to pass out, he's, he lets go. Wow. So, so to me that said, he's done this before because he knew when to let go. So he wasn't mm-hmm. trying to kill me. That's what I felt like at that time. Like, mm-hmm. I don't think he's trying to kill me. I think he's trying to scare me to death to let me know I can kill you. Right. Mm-hmm. I can't kill you. Which is part of the power structure, I'm yeah. sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I can't mm-hmm. kill you, but I let you live. So you just need to just remember that next time it mm-hmm. might not be that way. So, yeah, mm-hmm. it was mm-hmm. a lot. So what made you decide, okay, I want to get out. Like at one point you're trying to make it work and it was mm-hmm. scared to leave and 
But when you first decided, I'm going to try to get out, what what was the straw that broke the camel's back to get you started? I know it took seven or more, but what, Mm -hmm. what, what got you first started saying, I'm ready to go? Yeah. So one of the last big incidents that happened between us, uh, we were fighting. And let me just be clear. I wasn't sitting back allowing myself to be abused. I was fighting back. And that's part of the problem is that now I'm, I'm turning into just much of a monster as he is because mm. I'm just, I'm like, Oh, I ain't, if I'm a die, I'm a die fighting. Right. <laughs> so, I'm, <laughs> so we punching each other at this point, you know, um, you know, or, or I'm trying to get in some, some, some good licks here and there as much as I can. And you know how sometimes when things happen and it just seems like they're suspended in slow motion and you, it's just like a, a scene from the Matrix, and you like, I, I I look to the right, and I notice my daughter, one of my baby girls, looking at me as we're tussling, and going back and forth with each other, and she's just sitting there looking. Mm. And then, you know, I, I like I said, it's slow motion, so it's like you just imagine a little three year old kind of just looking at this fight scene between her parents, and then maybe so that so then it fast forwards again right it's it's starting to play and then in the next scene she comes to you and she has a knife and she says here mommy (sighs) oh my god yeah so then press pause because that's what happened in my brain yeah i don't even know what else happened after that but it's press pause because that is the scene that stays with me is that oh my god yeah yeah so that was the straw (laughs) That's a huge yeah. straw. That's like, yeah. that's wow. like a tree trunk. Uh-huh. Right. You're yeah. right. Yeah. 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 <laughs> the, okay. the branch, yeah. the, the, the steel beam. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> that broke the camel's back. Absolutely. Oh yeah. my God. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, okay. so, so at that point it was not even about me. It right. was, oh my goodness. I have these little eyes looking mm-hmm. at me and I have every responsibility to teach my children how to uh, or how to demand respect for themselves, their mm-hmm. bodies, you know, and, and how can I teach them that when I'm allowing it? Right. 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 And now I'm a participant in it. It's not even right. as if I'm laying back, you know, allowing myself to be attacked. I'm attacking back. Now it's just a whole mess. So, right. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So <laughs> that's that kicked off your your efforts to leave. Mm-hmm. But at some point you were able to you that was the last time and you yeah. were able to leave. I mm-hmm. figure you might have had to have a plan that included getting rid of all your fear. Like what 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 was that? What was the thing yeah. that's that the other straw that broke the camel's back for you that made it so you didn't go back? Yeah, so how did you um, get there? Yeah, so I, law enforcement was was a part of it because there was a order of protection, which some people, you know, some people honor that, some people don't. Now, my ex-husband was, he spent a lot of his early years, you know, in and out of jail, in and out of prison. So he was very familiar with law enforcement. And so he knew, I guess I would say he would, he was, he was intimidated by things like that. So the the order of protection kept him from you know after after the last incident that happened between us that you know some people say oh, it was just a piece of paper and for some people they don't honor it they don't mm-hmm. respect it and they don't mm-hmm. care and you know but for him it worked okay. he stayed away 
Um, he stayed away. That didn't keep him from trying to intimidate me from not going to court because you're not supposed to call the victim or anything like that or try to get in contact with them, try to get their, their friend to call them for you. You're not supposed to do any of that. But he was doing all of that, right. you know, because like I said, it wasn't the first incident where law enforcement was, in, was involved. It wasn't the first time that he had convinced me not to go to court. And then, you know, what happens is, you know, since you're the state's witness, if you don't show up, the state doesn't have a case. Right. So if that um, perpetrator can get inside of the mind of that victim and say, you know, you don't want this. If I go to jail, how are you going to raise them babies? Mm-hmm. You know, you don't want this. Come on mm-hmm. now. Come on now. You, you, you know. She get the acting down. <laughs> I mean, yeah. So it was all of that. It was all of that. But this time, this time, I was ready to do whatever it took, mm-hmm. going for broke. And that's exactly what happened. Because he promised me that if you leave me, and when I say leave me, he was actually the one that was that had to leave the, the home. But um, leave me as in don't take me if you don't take me back after this one or after that one. Mm -hmm. If you leave me, you will struggle and I'll make Mm -hmm. sure of it. Mm -hmm. So I had to be ready for that Mm -hmm. because I believed him. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I had to be ready for the fact that he was not going to financially contribute, Mm -hmm. that he was going to let me struggle, that he was going to allow me to fail. And I had to be ready for what that looked like. Right. Um, And so I just had to buckle down. So it was really a mental it wasn't necessarily anything on pen and pa- pen and paper that I had together. Like, okay, first I'm gonna do this, then I'm gonna do that. After I got over the initial fear that he would, you know, try to somehow take the kids or anything like that, then it was okay. I have to survive. We have to survive. Mm-hmm. So what that looked like for me was humbling myself, going to sign up for public assistance. You know, trying to figure out how to feed my children letting people know my situation so that they could help, you know, allow people to help me, the ones who, you know, wanted to, because sometimes we, we we're ashamed at that point and we don't want to share what the situation is. And we don't, we don't get the help that we may have received if we didn't open our mouths. And so humbling myself to be like, y'all were right. He's, you know, and, and, and you were right. I was wrong. I'm sorry. You know, help me. <laughs> I'm in need. And so it was a combination of all of those things, but it was it was all psychological for me that I had to get to that place in my head to decide, A, um, I got to humble myself and B, the strength to to not return or not take him back and just say, I'm going to buckle down. If it means I lose everything, that's what it's going to take. Did you get there without any counseling? Now, I know you were, you were concerned about the kids, but did you have any counseling or inter- like what? How did you? That was a lot of wisdom and stuff. It would have taken yeah. decades, I think, to actually come on that <laughs> on your own. Did you do that on your yeah, own? Absolutely not. Definitely interact. I like I said, I credit interact for a lot of the, that initial healing, and being a, in, a, in a community of other women who were facing similar challenges and not feeling alone, and you know having those resources one positive thing about being being a part of or involved with the judicial system so many times throughout our relationship is that I was introduced to different services and and opportunities and and that's how I got in, introduced to interact you know one of the representatives was there in in one of the hearings and and you know they had them strategically placed in there to be able to help the victim and so you know they pull you to the side in the room and then they say you know we've got this this and this you know to participate in and 
you know, mm-hmm. it's, it's really up to you, unless it's court ordered, it's, it's up to you to decide to participate. Mm-hmm. And at that time, I felt like they were extending the branch that I needed to kind of stay afloat. And um, so, yeah, I, I spent a lot of time at Interact, you know, in, in different therapy settings. So I did have individuals there, individual mm-hmm. therapy outside of Interact, but also group therapy. And it was so incredibly helpful. Mm-hmm. In addition, I had my children in therapy. So, okay. you know, at the time they were um, almost five and my son was was too young, but they still, you know, talk therapy, play therapy um, is, is still something that they could do with even the little ones. Who and paid for that? Yeah, did, so did you have to pay for that? Because I think most people say, well, therapy's expensive and you had three kids and I did not. And uh again, the wisdom to okay, let me go out here and seek these resources that are available. So it's about mm-hmm. some of my friends call me the resource queen because they they know if they come to me and say, Hey, I have a I have a family who needs XYZ, and I can say, Oh yeah, go to this place or go to that place because mm-hmm. there are many organizations who are here to help. Mm-hmm. But a lot of times people don't know about them. Mm-hmm. And that that's gotten better in the age of social media and technology. You know, it's, mm-hmm. it's some of these uh agencies are more widely known. But for me, it was I I had to apply for Medicaid. Mm-hmm. I had to apply for Medicaid. Mm-hmm. And with Medicaid, I was able to have all of those opportunities, you know, the therapy and the you know, so, but yeah, if you're too proud to go sign up for Medicaid or whatever the other services are, then, then you won't be able, I mean, then you may have a struggle in that area. Um, mm-hmm. You know, if you're blessed financially to be able to afford it on your own, you know, that's awesome. But in many times there's financial abuse involved. And so, mm-hmm. you know, you, you, you may, you know, hold degrees, you may have letters behind your name, but if you're not, in a position to make money using that information, then the finances aren't there. And right. if the finances aren't there, then, mm-hmm. you know, you, yeah. So yeah, it's, it's a lot, but yeah. So I, I do, you know, want to say that if you're in a financial position that um, causes challenges for getting the services that you need, you have to, you have to humble yourself to be able to do that. And, and then Two, that's where family and friends can come in, you know, mm-hmm. and because we don't always know about those things. And I just mm-hmm. happen to be a person that does research. And that's kind of what I, I love doing. You know, if I don't know something, I'll go find out a way that someone can be of help to to a person that they think might be experiencing some domestic violence mm-hmm. is to get some resources for them. And mm-hmm. it, it may look like just dropping them a text message with a link to interact. Okay. It may be just as simple right. as that. Right. Um, you know, just because again, if we don't know what is available out there, we might think we're stuck and we might think there's no way out. So, yeah. I think that's a very powerful thing. Resources are so powerful. They open the doors for, to opportunities that we never even knew we needed. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So I am so happy that you were able to find that. How did, so interact? Yes, you found it. You ended up with it through court. court. You you know, I was, while you were talking, I was thinking back about when I would go to the doctor. I don't know if either one of you came across this where in the ladies room, they would always have something that says, yes, are you being hurt or harmed or something like that? Did it ever occur to you to bring this up to your doctor? I'm just curious and no judgment either way, but not at all. 
you know, if you have an intimate relationship with your doctor, you know, or I should say a more personal relationship with your doctor, there may um, be an opportunity, you know, an opportunity might lend itself to have that type of conversation. But generally, and then we can... Listen, we can go on and on about that topic as far as healthcare and disparities, because I'm not going to yeah, right now, yeah, but, <laughs> yeah. mm-hmm. um, you know, there may be a, an opportunity, you know, um, if there's that level of relationship with mm-hmm. that person. But remember, you know, there's shame and there's so much shame yeah. involved yeah. with that, you know, in, in sharing. So, but yeah, I, I do think there's power in, in having those flyers and things posted in areas where, you know, I've, I've seen them in churches in bathrooms and churches, which I think is a good step mm-hmm. because all you need is a moment. All you need is a moment of clarity, yeah. just a moment of clarity. And if that's while you're washing your hands in the bathroom at church, then that's, then that might be it. That might be yeah. the moment that you need it. So I think we'd be wise as well as those who, who want to support victims of, of um, domestic violence to to put those uh, options in front of them yeah. uh, in, in ways like that. So the, that's the ways that the community can help. Yeah. Wonderful. Well, we, I, I just always wish we had more time, yeah. but I want, I, <laughs> I want to just ask you really quickly, what we, you got a chance to really tell your story and give people a lot of really great information but what would be the thing that you really if you were talking to someone who looked like you what do you want them to know about your story that might help them yeah so I think the thing that I'd like to share the most is that I was focusing so much on the my current situation that I could not see past it I couldn't mm. see past it. I was just like, this is my life and this is just how it's going to be. And I, this is, this is it. I think what is important is what's important is to be able to see beyond. That's kind of why I put the word thriving in there. Like I started visualizing myself thriving. I started visualizing myself being independent and free and, and back to my old self again and, and raising mm. my three children and, you know, advancing in my career to the point where I didn't, it, I didn't have to worry about his financial, I mean, uh, his child support, you know, and that would no longer be a threat to me. And, and, you know, so I just started, I had to visualize what success looked like for me mm, as a I woman, love that. as a parent yes. so that I could get past because I was just so beaten up, up like, mm. how did I get here? Like my daddy would be so upset with this right here, you know, because my father never met him. You know, my father right. passed away before. Um, he came around and mm-hmm. I was just like, oh, I can't believe this. You know, this is just so horrible. Yeah. So just being so stuck in your situation that you cannot see beyond the moment mm-hmm. is a bad place to be. So yeah. visualizing yourself thriving. So I don't even like to say survivor. I, I like to say thriver because. Nice. Yeah. yeah. I, I see that. that. I, I, I love that idea of visualizing. It's beautiful. Well, thank you so much india i seriously laying your story out here is just it's it's a gift mm-hmm. it's a gift there's going to be somebody who's going to hear this story yes. and know that either they need to take action for themselves or they need to find some way to help someone close mm-hmm. to them and so i truly truly am thankful yeah, for i appreciate that so your much. story and for your gift to 
um, us today. I really appreciate you. Listen, thank you two for creating the space or saving space to discuss this very important topic and to allow me to share. And, you know, like you said, who knows, someone will, someone may hear this, someone may be someone who's of support for that person and heard Mm -hmm. something that, that says to them, oh, I can do this. I can help Mm -hmm. them. So um, I'm, I'm very grateful for you all um, for this moment. You're welcome. Did I know? And I didn't ask you, did you have anything that you would like to make sure that you tell our audience um, today in terms of things that you're doing? I would. Um, but before I do that, I, mm-hmm. you know, I, I'm a researcher, so <laughs> I want to make sure that people know where they can go to get more information about domestic violence. Because Absolutely. I, I, I think I threw out there about the whole um, <laughs> power wheel of control. So the National Coalition Against Domestic Violence, also known as NCADV, mm-hmm. um, is an organization. Again, it's a national organization. Um, it It is a great tool for learning more about domestic violence in itself. It also mm-hmm. gives you statistics and breakdowns by state. So you can actually go and and, you know, learn more about what's happening in your state as it pertains to domestic violence. It also provides resources and other just great information. So I always lead people there. I know I also spoke about Interact. Interact mm-hmm. is for Wake County. So if anyone is local to Wake County in North Carolina, there's uh, great information and resources there as well. So I do want to throw that out there because I'm always advocating and I, I definitely want to support organizations that also advocate. But yes, yeah, so the the final thing is that Seasons Village is the nonprofit organization that I just most most recently became a member of their uh, board of directors. It's a newly formed nonprofit organization, so of course, you know anything that's new needs support <laughs> needs mm-hmm. needs a lot of support. So SeasonsVillage.org, you know, very simple to uh, to get there, is the website. And you can read more about it. It's it's basically a circle of support for single mothers who, you know, just need to just have that encouragement and um, help build a strong foundation so that they can impact generation after generation. And so um, there's ways to d- donate and support Seasons Village uh, in getting started. So absolutely okay. want to share that. Awesome. Well, we're definitely going to make sure those go into the show notes. Um, Twanda's awesome with that. And so that everybody can have access to that. So thanks again, Thank you so much. India. Thank You're incredible. You. And I can't so believe much. I I just, I, it's, it's an amazing, it was an amazing show. So I thank you so much. Yes. And I am thankful for our audience, our listeners. Thank you all for showing up again for us. And so imparting, Until next time, peace and and blessings. blessings. Thanks for joining us today. Don't forget to subscribe wherever you listen to this podcast. You can also find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Girl Podcast. That's girl with three R's. And if you want to participate in our segment, Ask Your Girlfriends, email us at girl podcast at gmail.com that's girl with three r's (laughs) so until next time peace Peace and and blessings. blessings